0: Welcome back for the first time. I'm Orrin Moore and this is Two Poems Read and Heard, where I seek to invoke goosebumps and feels of the whoa, wow variety via, yes, Two Poems Read and Heard. This episode marks the start of season three of Two Poems Read and Heard. As you can hear, I'm not afraid of a little repetition here on Two Poems Read and Heard. To that end, like the extended rebroadcast of the season episodes, this season, the two poems read and heard will be read and heard again for those whom it pleases at the end of the podcast. Listeners have told me they like this, and I like that. Season 3 episodes will drop Thursdays instead of the previous Tuesday release day for seasons 1 and 2, hashtag always be innovating. Please rate, review, subscribe, share it with a friend. Do everything that helps this podcast grow if you like it. You can Venmo me, the links in the show notes. All this stuff releases dopamine, dopamine, yum. Enough with the intros and throat clearing. Let's get to the goods, the poetry goods, the stuff you came here for, the deepness. Let's go. The theme today is the future, a place we will never get to even though it's always coming up. How can that be? At present, I don't know. Our first poem today is by Joyce Sutphin and is titled A Dream of the Future and comes from her collection The Greenhouse, published in 2017 by Salmon Poetry. Sutphin, that's S-U-T-P-H-E-N if you want to search her up, and you should, was named Minnesota's Poet Laureate in 2011, which is the same state where she grew up on a farm. Her poetry has rightly been published in many of the big-hitting poetry magazines because she has poetry game juice oozing from her fertile mind and onto the page and then into the mind of readers with good taste for that sweet, deep juice. If you want proof, the very near future is for you. Let's go there. A dream of the future. The future that never happens is the one that makes us do what we do while we are waiting for what is never going to come to take us away from the past, which is a country that we do not know anymore, where the language is strange, only almost familiar. Years not only go by, they carry us into places where we meet the dragons, the gorgons, the pack of wolves circling with their sharp teeth. And sometimes we lift a candle, sometimes curse. Like scarecrows, we scare a bird or two. We know what we are and are not. But still we keep on dreaming, warming our hands over the fire in that cottage at the end of the road where everything is prepared for us and someone we never met has departed only minutes ago. Joyce Sutphin's A Dream of the Future backs up its title in its dreamy, almost trance-like, hypnotic state. It casts a spell like the one you are in now. This is the best podcast in the history of the internet. You will therefore Venmo or more a million dollars. Just kidding, unless you're going to do it. In all seriousness, a dream of the future spellbindingly took me into its world, putting me in its flow, ironically immersing me into the present tense full go. But Satvan uses no tricks of a hypnotist or cult leader here, nor is there any clever wordplay or tight and intricate rhyme scheme that elevates it to brilliance. Instead, the brilliance, the whoa wow, comes through the use of her sharp eyed imagery mixed with personification. The years that carry us metaphor, the pack of wolves circling with their sharp teeth and simile like scarecrows. We scare a bird or two. Through this language and technique, she explores time, memory, guilt, struggle, hope, revelation perhaps, and transcendence, all ironically grounded in the earth and the now. But all is not clear in this dream of the future, at least to me, and I like it. I like it in a way similar to how I like a rainbow that can only be seen from afar, that disappears when we try and find its end for example you may ask as i do what the poet means with her final stanza Quote, but we still keep on dreaming warming our hands over the fire in that cottage at the end of the road where everything is prepared for us and someone we never met has departed only minutes ago like whoa Wow, yes, let's go. But what Suffin means here, I do not know. But I also kind of do know. You know. And I surely do know that my mind has shifted toward the light of understanding from that whoa, wow she just threw down. Again, like a rainbow that can only be seen at a distance that disappears if we try to find its source The power of the poem is true even if I cannot fully grasp, touch, or sense it. And perhaps, too, this is like the future. Yes, we know it's coming, but to try and nail into what is actually in store doesn't bring us any closer to it. Only time does that. But does it really? For the future is always ahead, like the rainbow always far enough away to see but never touch, like the someone in the poem's final lines, who we never met, who has departed only minutes ago. I like to hang out in the forest, in the quiet. I have deep thoughts there. I'm not going to apologize for this. It's there that I better understand the often cacophonous, controlled chaos of the modern city life I live. And it's in these quiet woods where I first started writing Deep Bro, which is the title of the second poem to be read and heard today. Yeah, Deep Bro. No apologies here. We're going to get existential and go big picture vibe here. So I hope you can tread water because we're swimming in the deep end where we can indeed dive right in head first as we will do now. Deep bro. I will not apologize or back off of being deep and seeing clear and writing poetry to hold dear and wandering and wandering off into the deep forest, silent of our sounds and nests, to consider the deeper and broader us, at the edge of decline or another cusp, within and becoming part of deep time. But ah, how we may change, future histories rhyme through those of our kind, in just one life's full range. For we cannot unring the bell that sounds the start of hell, or unpull the gun's trigger that sparks bullets bigger and faster than deep time has known in this Anthropocene of our own that will leave us gone either in short time or long. If we look far enough over the crest of deep time in this deep forest that will not apologize or back off in fear of being deep and seeing clear. What present can we give to the future? The two poems just read and heard will now be read and heard back to back, without commentary in between for those whom it pleases. A dream of the future. The future that never happens is the one that makes us do what we do while we are waiting for what is never going to come to take us away from the past, which is a country that we do not know anymore, where the language is strange, only almost familiar, Years not only go by, they carry us into places where we meet the dragons, the gorgons, the pack of wolves circling with their sharp teeth. And sometimes we lift a candle, sometimes curse. Like scarecrows, we scare a bird or two. We know what we are and are not. But still we keep on dreaming, warming our hands over the fire in that cottage at the end of the road where everything is prepared for us and someone we never met has departed only minutes ago. Deep Bro I will not apologize or back off of being deep and seeing clear and writing poetry to hold dear and wandering and wandering off into the deep forest silent of our sounds and nests to consider the deeper and broader us at the edge of decline or another cusp Within and becoming part of deep time. But ah, how we may change future history's rhyme through those of our kind in just one life's full range. For we cannot unring the bell that sounds the start of hell or unpull the gun's trigger that sparks bullets bigger and faster than deep time has known in this Anthropocene of our own that will leave us gone either in short time or long if we look far enough over the crest of deep time in this deep forest that will not apologize or back off in fear of being deep and seeing clear.